0: uh we'll just we'll make it work (laughs) all right we're live (laughs) we're live so hey all you crazy sci-fi and fantasy fans it's time for your daily dose of shenanigans over here at the blasters and blades podcast just three nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions and fantastical fantasies a place where magic is king the sky is the limit and space is the place so without further ado, we're going to introduce our guest. And this is normally where Seska would read the intro, but I think she's a little tipsy, so all we're right. just going to roll with it. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe a little tipsy. This is what happens when the guest's late. We all get drunk.
1: It's, um, yes, it's old man Nick's fault.
0: That's true. Well, which bonus which, which wait, old man Nick? They're both old yeah,
2: like, we're, we're both of an advanced age. Bonus <laughs> points if you can read my bio as drunken Sean Connery. <laughs>
0: Okay, I let's see what you can do, Ranger or. Nick. Alright, hold we... on. Let me let me find your bio here. Or just make it up, we're good.
2: And Sean Connery is an easy action to do. You just <laughs> do it like that.
3: Right, right. right. I'll
2: take Gosh. I'll take anal bum covers, Trebek. That's album
3: covers. <laughs> <laughs> One is a duck and the other is your mother who's
0: a whore. And we are live. <laughs> and that is the bio all right, here I got I, no, I, got it, I got it right
3: here. The Galaxy is a Dumpster Fire Wiki. Got it. Okay, let's see here.
0: <clears>
3: Our <throat> old money panner. Hey, People are really going to miss
1: shenanigans when we edited. Right.
3: I To keep my, my fellow soldiers entertained in Iraq, I used to read Penthouse Letters in Sean Connery's voice.
2: Oh my gosh, why is that not a <laughs> podcast? It, it's about to be. I, I like. <laughs> It's, it's gotta
0: be. Zikki Zikki is gonna cancel us.
2: <laughs> I'm a lonely a, college student and I never thought it could happen to me.
3: <laughs> and then her fingers gently crashed my mother. <laughs> bio, out.
1: bio, bio, bio.
3: Nick Hall is a former soldier and working actor living in Southern California. When he is not auditioning for commercials, Going out for sitcoms or being shot, kicked, stabbed, beaten, humping the prom queen. Students of various film schools. For, oh man, I'm losing it. Fuck! I need a No, you're
2: you're in there. Stay okay. in there. Own it.
3: Uh, Own. Lion face. Argh, lemon face. <laughs> <laughs> various film schools for their projects. He could be found writing books. Next book: The Old Man and the Wasteland. Was an Amazon bestseller and number one in science fiction. In 2016, Nick's book, Control-Alt-Revolt, won the Dragon Award for best apocalyptic novel. I am the last one. I am the, the dragon. dragon.
1: <laughs> and hey, funny you mentioned the Dragon Award because the book we're gonna talk about today happens to be eligible for the 20, the 20 Dragon Awards. 2021. Yeah. 2021. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Re- that year really did happen, didn't it? So We don't, we don't
2: talk to- uh, Nick, <laughs> outstanding. Like, you owned it. I, and you did start to lose a little bit. But when you got to Amazon Bashella, you were I'm back sure. into it. You were literally Bond racking the Walther and, and just dusting people's skulls. I God, saw I, it. I believed it. Yeah. That, that was visualized oh, Visualize God. it. That's how you get into it right there. Exactly. So we've got, and you had the key. You, you had the key. You're like, you went to the Miss Money Penny, and that's like acting right there. When you have that little key and you just find it, you're in. You know, you're in. You own it. So, right, Nicole? Next week, and I'll do it, I'll do it with about? Christopher Walken, too. <laughs> oh, well, oh my God. Yeah. Well, you know, you have to. You'd have to I do it my guy all wrong.
3: It's the wrong tone. Do you know it again. <laughs> Stab you in the <laughs> eye. God, I got him.
0: All right, I don't think the internets are ready for this, but so we've got Nick, the super famous uh, actor, author, the next Humphrey Bogart, and of course he co-writes with Jason, the owner of the Disappointed Dad Face, uh, and together when their powers combine we have words. So uh, we're gonna gonna do this thing. Seska, how did you first meet Jason and Nick?
1: Uh, I actually met, in real life, I met Jason first um, because he came to Dragon Con and I met him at the Dragon Awards thing, and you linked me up, and you were like, "Hey, my my buddy's going, and he's going as an attending professional. What should he do?" So I I gave him the um, or the rundown of what you should do as an attending professional, and then I met him in person at the con, and then I met Nick playing
2: Jon um, Jensen. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. The authors uh, authors playing old school D D podcast where um, Nick kind of. Where somebody kind of kept insisting that I was old, uh, uh, a young lady who looked like Santa. Um,
3: Oh, oh, James! Oh, hurtful. Hashtag hurtful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He was so sweet, Um, but and then I've recently actually the first book I've ever read by them is Forgotten Ruin, which we're here to talk about, and it's so good.
3: Oh, thank you.
1: Uh, So, Nick, how did you? Except for the fact you have warrants that don't exist.
2: I have warrants that don't exist.
0: Like, you know, the charges against you that we sort of were going to have dropped, but we didn't remember, you know, that thing that we weren't supposed to talk about.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. So those mean I thought you meant like I invented a warrant officer that didn't exist. And the correct answer is there is no such thing as a warrant officer. You've never met one.
0: <laughs> she. she <Fair> w- <laughs> point. So, Nick Ranger Nick, this time we're going to separate it. We got Chaos Actual and Ranger Nick. How did you meet
3: I thought the it other was Nick?
1: Like old Man Nick and one of them just Nick.
3: Can I be Old Man Nick? Because that actually sounds kind of cool. It's like Old Man Logan.
1: You're not that old, and you're the newbie. You're the F and G.
3: you are I'm Old Nick is
2: actually uh, uh, slang for the devil.
3: <laughs> it's also might. a penal euphemism, and if it's not, it should be. <laughs> so how Say did you, you old Nick Lady? Uh, we met a couple years ago on the Bam podcast. Uh, yeah, with Walt was, Robillard. Yeah, with Walt, who, who I drunkenly called last night at like four o'clock in the morning.
2: <laughs> oh, he he just loves that. He tells me about that. He's like, I just love it. I love I it just- when people do that. <laughs>
3: Yeah, what well, don't to me in
0: the, the morning,
3: morning when I'm doing, when I'm binge watching Tremors. So, uh, so that's
0: okay. I keep my drunken calling to uh, to Saska and Ranger Nick over here. So, so I didn't know Walt was an option, but now you know I'll just add all of Walt Is then. an option
3: because he he like most of us just does not
0: like sleep.
1: Well, so. you know you can't like, make Walt feel unloved because we do adore him.
0: No. So it's, it's official. We're going to drunk call him. So that, so, that's how I met Nick, and I
3: also met Jason on the oh, I my uh, Met both of them, and I did a lot of fan art for the Legionnaires for Galaxy's Edge.
0: And I found Nick when he was doing his noir impersonation of a stakeout on the Keystroke Medium podcast back when Legionnaire was like a month old. Yep. And uh, so I gave day. it a shot. It's back in the day. And then the rest, as they say, is history. And we won't talk about that incident in Vegas.
2: Boy, <laughs> was that a lot of fun. I this sure a focus so
1: religion, Nick. Old man Nick.
2: Yes. I'm, I'm uh, pro. I'm pro religion.
1: Do you want me to do sci-fi or fantasy? Just
2: ask them both. Oh, just ask <laughs> um, them both.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, if you well, listen- I think we
2: can. I I think we can do fantasy because today we're we're doing Forgotten Ruin, and I mean, there is a science fictional element, but it's more like real world, awesome military.
1: Greatest. There's about as much science fiction in yours as there was in like Eric Flint's 1632
2: start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So whichever one you know. want to, I go both ways. Whichever you want to do. That's what I'm and talking about. And we love about.
1: you for it. Um, I'm,
2: so I'm genre. I'm genre sexual. Gen- <laughs> genre no, fluid. That's no, uh, the new Nicole PC just, term. Nicole just owned it. Tell him, baby.
1: Well, I think I heard one of them say it too. Oh, genre
2: fluid. Genre, I genre fluid. fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah, genre fluid.
0: That was Nick and Nick and Nicole. Wow. Okay. The highlight of
3: my social media viewing every day is seeing either the inspirational quote from from Nicole or the, how he just admires and adores his wife, and I'm just like. That's how I feel about um, my wife.
1: That's awesome. It's so yay. sweet. Uh, they yeah, just go. A little sober and then he goes on a rant about the
3: left, and then I'm just like, yeah!
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> anyway, So, George R. Martin, Tolkien, or... Um, Harry Ron. Potter. Harry Potter.
2: Uh, I uh, oh, uh, absolutely Tolkien. There, there is mm-hmm. only Tolkien for a number of reasons. Oh, I can still
1: but- see the Tolkienness in you.
2: Yeah, but since we're all veterans, I think Tolkien's the only veteran. He of, is the of, only
1: veteran of, of the worst
2: of the worst ever, you know, battled The psalm, as bad as it gets, you know, and then that guy. I, I
1: just, would say that yeah. Tolkien and Kipling, both because they're kind of contemporaries, are probably right. the definition of getting into writing to find a way to cope with what you see.
2: Exactly. I would. I would. Uh, I. I might not give Tolkien that much credit, but you're. You're absolutely right. But for the joke I'm about to tell, I'm not going to give him credit. I think what happened is he just invented a language and then decided he needed a story to go with it. But no, uh, I, I think he was absolutely, the you're the absolutely People who right.
1: are uh, Tolkien scholars who have said the same thing.
2: Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. And, like, and as you can see um, in Forgotten Ruin, Talker riffs about that, about his fellow scholars who basically learned to made up Tolkien. And he's all lame. And then he ends up with a ranger regiment in a future where people actually speak Tolkien Elvish, and he's all, oh, not so lame. Who are they going to speak
1: Klingon? You know what? That's kind of like... Uh, a- in the
2: 90s, that was the preferred language in the regiment, was Klingon. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <try, try>, <laughs> You know?
3: <laughs> okay. sounded kind of like Christopher Lloyd in, uh, you know, <laughs> Search for Spock. My favorite so is that. Was- uh,
2: so, uh... You don't want to give me the Genesis device? Is that is that it? Okie dokie.
0: So what is it you love you love about fantasy as a genre?
2: Um, I like I, I think the fun the, the 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 absolute coolest part about fantasy is is world building. And because you know you go into a world that's in a certain way very post-apocalyptic, as in like there's usually some kind of damage that's happened, a big war, or rift, or whatever. And and I, and that was my initial genre that I worked in was post apocalyptia but I like I like fantasy because there's a big backstory going on, and now and now you're kind of going to get into it and do the mysteries, and also when you're out of ideas for something to kill, you just flip open the D and D monster <laughs> manual, put your finger down on a random page, and then make the rangers go kill that thing.
1: But what gen D and D manual?
2: Oh, oh first well, why do you have to specific?
1: First, no, first and
2: second. <laughs> I I, uh, up first edition. <laughs> yeah, first edition is what it's all about. I, I can abide 3.5, but 5 seems like hot garbage to 3.
1: me. 3.5, what I liked about 3.5 was the fact that it made the math much easier. Yeah. And, it, and while, as an analytical chemist, I can do the math. I pass through Calc 3 and quantum mechanics. I really prefer not to have to do the math while I'm having fun.
3: What a bunch of nerds. <laughs> yeah.
2: Speaking when of you fun. Can, when you can, I make nerd when you look can, good. When you could, when you Thacko, you own the world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, right. No, I that was on the podcast it was very- You can't blame I that on the dog, cool. <laughs> By um, A Gygax on how to calculate Thacko. That was fun. That was on Conde Couch. Yeah,
2: yeah. Thacko separates the the, uh, the amateurs from the pros
1: so um <laughs> what's Number. your memory really of science of fantasy
2: what is my favorite memory of fantasy i think being in the fifth grade and like finally like picking up like lord of the rings and like just you know i can't even see the yellowed copy and everything like that and just being like a 12 year old boy who's just so engrossed in that that you go home and you find a broom handle and you pull the trash can lid off and you know, suddenly you're one of the writers of the row And, you know, it's just, I mean, that's, that's a big thing. I think for, for children to have that active fantasy life for boys to kind of embrace sort of martialism and whack stuff in the head, whack each other with the head, you know, and, and deduct our IQ points for later in life. Well, you say
1: that as a boy, but I'm going to say, honestly, whacking things that, that sounds as bad.
2: Be careful. <laughs>
1: Phrasing. Okay. The cross yes, the Jesus, a lot of phrasing of swinging a sword is fabulous for any kid. And uh, I know. Oh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was we a huge erratic and I, I played a lot of swords and I was yeah. pretty good. I made the boys cry.
2: No, we had, we had, we had our sword club and there were girls and it. it's just, we knew as boys not to hit them, you know? So <laughs> that, we are, we were taught, but if it was your best friend for the rest of your life, open season, reduce him to tears. You know, it's, you know, but that, that's what boys do. We, we hit stuff with sticks.
1: I feel like I should have been born a boy. Some days, when you say that, <laughs> well, you no,
3: they, they, dress have, dress. they have attachments for that.
1: <laughs> no, 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 we're not going there.
0: This is not but. that podcast. We'll do that one later. A few <laughs> more beers.
1: Um, yeah. Next
0: question is yours, Ranger Nick. Okay. Um, how did your
3: love of science fiction and fantasy genre transition into you writing stories
2: about it? Um, I think I wanted to avoid actual work, and so I decided that I would make up shit. You become an actor? Yeah, just anything to not actually participate in society after the military. No, like I always, I always knew like that. I wanted, I wanted to write. And I I knew that I, I, I think like writers, you know, writers are artists of any kind. You're doing it long before, long before you ever get uh, paid for it. And so I was doing it and, and then sort of in 2011, when Amazon and KDP started to uh, allow people that freedom to like, actually go directly to the marketplace without having to go through the gatekeepers at trade pub, like it was this revolution. And then, the most amazing thing was that you could make money at it, and then even more amazing was that you could actually make enough money to avoid real work.
3: I love it. I love everything about what you just said.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. As a comic
3: book artist, uh, ditto. There's probably, I, I can't add anything else to that
2: other than
1: okay. Than what I just said. So, which was your first love, science fiction or fantasy?
2: Fantasy. You know, because I, that, that Tolkien was the, the early initial. Discovery, and then that that led to I think like um, uh, I remember the moment that I got into science fiction. I got kicked out of my house by my parents, and I went to a friend's house, and his dad had this entire um, library of books. And I was telling him, oh, "I got kicked out of my house, and you know I don't know what I'm gonna do." And like his answer was, "Here's Isaac Asimov's Foundation. You'll probably need this to read at whatever trash can you end up sleeping in tonight." And I ended up at a friend's house and that was okay. But you know, like, I think, I think what the guy was saying is like, you should read some books and stop being an dramatic 17 year old. And that was when I kind of like transitioned, uh, in, that's when I came out of the closet as a science fiction reader and, and had an awakening, you know, all the, all the PC references, but, um, it was initially fantasy. Then pretty much through the military, all I read was sci-fi. I think like when you're in the military a lot, like you really get into like hammer slammers and John Stakely's armor. This, this is all like, this tells you how long ago I was in. And and you start like, you start really getting into sci-fi because it's cutting My edge. mom
1: sent me off the basic training with, um, we mar- um, it was a David Weber and John Ringo book, um, something March.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: My
1: dad.
3: Starship Troopers, to, Dune. Uh, that yeah. was, last centurion. Those were things that I read while I was in the military.
2: My dad sent me off to basic training with, if you fail, don't come back. And yeah, think, he gave you the uh, come back with your shield or on it. Yeah, he I, he called it the <laughs> Cortez. <laughs> that
1: thing. was the he, he name of it. We do. He Sorry,
2: called me. it the Cortez speech, mm-hmm. and that you know when Cortez showed up in Mexico <laughs> to take out the Aztec Empire, he lined everybody up on the beach and burned the ships so that there was yeah. no going back. And I think that was that was his way of saying, um, don't quit. And, and it was probably a speech I needed to hear, but I didn't quit. I flourished.
3: Flourished. Nick oh, just hey. I hard. worked <laughs> the army. <laughs>
0: so I, um, I love
3: running into other army vets that have a uh, expanded vocabulary, such as myself. So that's why we're all <laughs> here. Exactly. I, I love the eloquency of his words. I I'm not into men, but if yeah. Mr. Cole here made the offer, I would strongly consider it. I
2: uh, <laughs> I'm I'm a knower of I know I I know I'm knowing I knowed, I knowed good words. (laughs) He's got, he's
3: got the best words, the best. Ask anybody, they'll tell you.
1: You you remind me of what I had an LT once tell me that I spoke officer in grunt and I was a good translator. And I'm like, okay.
3: As, as a grunt and an officer such as, (laughs) we need the translators. Holy God.
1: That is a story for another time. When we do an ask anything, somebody can ask about the, uh, Time when I had to speak officer very bluntly to a Riri. You who can't I say didn't that. not understand that we were not part of the training exercise. Um, so, I used to have a t-shirt oh, that gonna- said...
3: Officers making simple things complicated since
0: 1775. So oh, I'm yeah. going to try to get us back on track because I'm the more soberish one, uh, <laughs> and we promise we'll probably be sober next time, maybe kind of. Mm-hmm. But so most authors let their own real world experiences influence the stories they tell. So that were there any specific formable moments that shaped the kind of stories that you like to uh, to regale us with,
2: Nick? Um, well, there was that time I was on Mars. No, um, no, I saw Ruined. that from the
3: rover. It was a great picture of you. You
2: got your best side. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, writing Galaxy's Edge and stuff like thats it's a a—it's a lot about um, military experiences I knew of, or people that I was around, or experiences that I had. The reason I wanted to get into Forgotten Ruin and make it about Rangers is I, I worked with a lot of Rangers in what I was doing. I had... Uh, I, I, they're they're the most under underappreciated um, community in in special forces um, because they're probably the most competent and they're the most dangerous strike force shock troops in the world and I think they make it a point of staying understated so you know like the SEALs are the opposite in every possible way but with the Rangers like. There was just like, I, you know, the Ranger, the, I know that the Ranger Battalion is, or the Ranger Regiment has undergone some changes and things like that, but I'm I'm probably basing a lot of my Ranger-ness on like post-Panama, post pre-Panama, that Ranger community. Then it was a very specific kind of guy, very hardcore, very sullen, a lot of revenge and murder on their minds. And then and I was humility. like, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and humility, but also knowing they've got to earn the scroll every day. And, and that's, that's something that a lot of military people don't understand. Like a lot of times when you end up in a military unit, you treat it like a prison sentence. Like, well, they stuck me with these assholes. Well, that, that's not how the Ranger Regiment is. It's, it's a place where you earn that scroll every day. And
3: they tell you the first day you show up, Nick, um, the, the very first speech they give you is you, after you graduate RIP or RASP or whatever it's called now, they, uh, they tell you it's like, okay, you had what it
2: take, you had what it took to get here. Let's see if you have what it takes to stay. Exactly. So, As one so person just, told me, they just said, like, every day you're renting space there. You never own it. Mm-hmm. And and so that's that's what I want to write about. And putting these guys in in a position where there are no kill chains. There, there is, there is no ROE. There's none of that. These guys. Let's, let's see what happens when rangers get to ranger without anybody looking over their shoulder, and it's pure survival. And so, putting them in a fantasy element. So, I'm drawing on people I knew. I'm drawing on experiences I've heard about, experiences that I, you know, participated in or whatever, to, to, to get. I think here's what it is. I think like when, when you write like you start off with a bag of tricks and stories that you want to tell. And everybody goes, great, you are successful. You should do this a lot more. And you're like, I'm kind of out of ideas. And I think it was Chuck Palahniuk who said, like after the fourth novel, you've used up all your stuff. Now you're just like a vampire, like hovering over people and sucking the ideas out of them. And, uh, And
1: Yeah. I mean, Mark Twain's even quoted as saying that great authors steal.
0: They cool. So I, I just want you all to understand real quick, and I've got it scrolling at the bottom for those of you watching instead of just listening, but the most underrated military profession are the straight-leg grunts. The Cav Scouts what claim they are you. Uh, shut ever? up, leg. The on the claim that they're morning. better than you. I'm just saying leg lives matter. Leg life, best life. Here in the to, Airborne, up, uh, we're better than you, and we know it.
1: thing. <laughs> One second. Let me just say that. What is the second largest MOS in the Army? 68 whiskey. And why? Because all of you guys freaking break yourselves because you're stupid. All right. Well, yeah.
3: All right. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of formidable life experiences, uh, Nick, your bio mentions that you served a considerable amount of time in the Army, the U.S. Army. Um we ask all of our authors who are also military veterans this question but how do you feel like your time in the the big green warfight machine affects the stories that you tell and uh, do you ever draw from people you knew in the military does that time inform all or... the questions together Oh my god really those are
2: separate Yes I am so that's, fired that's, All right let's, let's just answer the first, the first question then I'll give you some problems. Problems. I can okay. I can answer them all at once in like you know when you have when you do a podcast like this and I've done a lot like you get to know podcasters and they'll always have me back and they're like you give answers and you talk he it, they would say like you would be surprised at amount the amount of authors that will just go yes you know like to the question you just asked me like the answer Absolutely. is yes I do all those things no um drawing upon all those experiences yeah like i mean it's it's people that you know stories that you've listened to stories that you've vampired i think the cool thing about having military service that we can all appreciate it's like when you watch hollywood movies and uh the superhero is saving the day and and suddenly the military is going to get involved so that you you know it's really serious because they have to go to they have to go to cap and the general and and someone salutes the general and it's the fucking worst salute you've ever seen in your life. and oh my God, yes. Yeah, Officer they're Doofy. Carrying, yeah, they're carrying weapons and flagging each other. And, you know, like, you're like, and if, if you're in, like, a high-speed unit, you're like, look at that shitbag's hair, you know, and stuff like that. You, it, let me just hip all of you, if you haven't realized. Watching Hollywood movies, we veterans are the least fun in the world. And so, you know, it's especially when, when you read, like, what reading is – is it's a break from how much the world sucks. What looking at beautiful comic book art is, is it's a break from this fucking shithole, COVID pandemic, all that kind of stuff. Like, oh, look, superhero, beautiful art forms, like superpowers, all that kind of stuff. And so when you're a veteran uh, and you're reading things that are, are, are written, the best thing that a veteran can do is, you know, make it true and it's not you know it's not what people think the military is like we know like you know oftentimes the military is best summed up by this meme you you have to uh, be logged in to log out you know like a lot of the time it's just a stupid dumb bag of hammers it's not always on point tip of the spear Roger 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 you know repelling out of an osprey and you know whacking everybody with suppressed weapons it we have to put that in to the to the military novel or to the art piece to, to make it fun and to show those things. And so the trick of, of the military veteran writer and artist is, is to make it true so that your buddies can understand it. And then also make it really over the top fun and entertaining. And so it's like, when you look at the events in certain movies, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll try to tell you like, and all these things happened to this guy in one day. And it's like, no, like the events in Platoon probably took six months but right. we have yeah we've sometimes we've got to condense it down to real fast and so being a veteran author you have to realize you, you have to stay true and it's expected to you because you don't want to be the veteran guy who all the veterans just light up and be like what piece of shit unit were you in okay. so you try to get it as real as possible with Forgotten Ruin um, even though I had some pretty good military experience that could draw on this I made sure I went to um the Ranger Regiment, uh, first of the seventy-fifth Master Breacher, who just retired to get it right. I went to another Ranger that we know to make sure. You know, he was the one that was feeding me a lot of stuff that was his personal experience. And then I went, I went to just an officer who was a tabbed Ranger who had not served in the Ranger Regiment. But Ranger qualified I, for those of you watching at home. Yeah, what now? <laughs> he's Ranger qualified. Tabbed. He's Ranger. Oh yeah, he's uh, yeah yeah. Uh, back in the day, we and said they are
1: different.
2: Yeah, but Ranger qualified and there's there's a different life. There's a different. There's a difference, but I needed everybody's perspective to get it as spot on. That's the burden of when you have been in the military. You really want to get it right for everybody because you 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 respect those studs and you want to make sure it's right by them first. And then you know that if it is, everybody else will enjoy it. Sometimes in military science fiction, military fantasy, there are people who are writing that shouldn't be writing. And then you look at their personal politics and their contempt for the military, and you think, what the fuck are you doing writing about these people? And the truth is, is they're trying to make money. Since we're all veterans, I thought I'd just swear on this podcast. You can bleep that out.
3: uh, (laughs) I'm going to clutch my pearls right now, Nick. That word, I've never heard it before.
1: Um, Um, But... So and oh, we are go, go ahead, go, army sorry. veterans. For once, um, so we we do love some of our. Is that uh, a line from Stripes? Siblings.
0: Yes. Yes. I think so. What?
1: I, I don't stripes. know. I've never seen Stripes.
3: You've never Why, seen Stripes? I, I'm sorry. I You're think my headsets
1: malfunctioning. Did you say you've never seen Stripes? I've never. What never kind seen... of training,
3: Sascha? What kind oh, of training? Training, training, training. Sir? training? And that's a fact, Jack. Oh, my God. Cisco, homework tonight. Watch I'm that. I'm sorry.
1: I was reading books.
3: Nope. Cat of Nine Tails, Nine Lashes. You know the rules. Next, you're going
2: to tell me you haven't seen Private Benjamin.
1: I haven't.
2: Uh, have you seen, I, I have quit, seen? Have you seen? Quit, I can't, I can't seen, work with these people. Yeah. Have you <laughs> seen Black
3: Hawk Down? Yes. Okay.
1: In fact, actually, we use Black Hawk Down in 68 Whiskey Training as examples of what not to do.
3: Strooper was life. my R.I. When I was going through RIP, okay, there were
1: some very good Bad things. He, he, got, he got really. He this is, head is head why head.
3: he was getting ready to transition into being a chaplain. So he did not like naughty words. He was very much Captain America. He's like, "Oh, here's oh. you guys say some no-no words. Why don't you do some push-ups there, Ranger?"
1: Okay, an Never to get us back to talking about Forgotten Ruin. Eventually,
3: you uh, sidetracked uh,
1: for. If you guys are really interested in Nick, he has another series, which he'll Uh talk about very briefly because he wants to talk about the new book. Um, But we do have, if you look us us up under Sci-Fi Shenanigans, other interviews with Mr. Nick Cole. So, Old Man Nick, what else briefly have you written?
2: Um, Well, I mean, I think that this series that kind of everybody knows and is kind of really into is Galaxy's Edge. Which is the premier science fiction space marine story out there, and and everybody, you know, that's the Legion. Again, that was absolutely based on the Rangers. Uh, that was the that reservist
1: was... is one of my favorite sci-fi uh, military sci-fi books, actually.
2: Yeah, no, that, that is
1: real universe, and it totally sounds like I'm paying off Jr., but it really is because I it's, a to non- say that. it's a non-standard character. There's as much as I love my fellow grunts, there is more to the military than just the grunts. Oh, no, there is to me.
3: No, there isn't. There's <sighs> infantry and infantry support. That's it.
1: You know what? I, I can't really argue <laughs> with you on it, but I, I was not allowed in the infantry, so I know for a fact there's more than infantry.
0: You know what? To to you know, because people that aren't infantry, they they like mourn the loss of not having been infantry. So for that, why don't you have another drink to just drown your sorrows? It's only proper.
3: But but we love you, Doc. Every every <laughs> grunt loves Doc.
0: <laughs> every grunt loves Doc. All right, Ranger Nick. Next question's you. Okay. Um.
3: Why don't you tell us about uh, the kick-ass new series, uh, The Forgotten Ruin. I haven't read it myself. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I love your Galaxy's Edge series. Um, I'm reading it. Uh, it ugh, The Galaxy's a Dumpster Fire. I mean, if that that needs to be tattooed somewhere on my body. And I also need Ranger panties with the Legionnaire logo on it. Um, also, follow-up question to this, will there be Forgotten Realm Ranger panties? Because I'm gonna need to set it for those. Um, Where'd you gonna
0: ruin ruin. Ruin! Oh my God! Just, all you in the back.
1: Ruin. Forgotten realms is a different person under a different copyright.
3: I I, I am disappointed. I'm no, sorry. You are spot um, on.
2: Yeah. yeah no, they um, Well, hey, you know, forgotten ruin is basically um, what what would happen if we sent rangers into Helms Deep, and how would they unfuck that situation? And the answer is they do it extremely violently with, with with much violence of action, which is very ranger phrase and yes. um and they and they do it with a lot of high x and they do it with a lot of outgoing fire and they kill a hill giant with a carl gustav so like if if you like rangers killing shit like if someone said they said if you if you're a huge were ever fan watching, of
3: the 84 millimeter recoilless rifle by the way i was yeah. a gunner for the gustav back in the day
2: yeah it's it's it, if you've ever wondered uh while you were watching lord of the rings What would it be like if Aragorn had a light machine gun, like a M249 saw or M249 saw, however you prefer to say that Um, this, this book is for you. If you've wondered what a 240B would do to a 240 Bravo, which is a medium machine gun, if you've wondered what that would do to a platoon of orcs, we, we show you. And it's just, it's just that it's just a lot of fun. It's there's, you know, People know me like as Nick was saying, like I, I get on and rant about politics and blah blah blah. Um, they're, also, they're all
3: valid points, though. You, you're, you're a yeah. truth
2: seer, my friend. Yeah, but anyway, I also, I also religion. know it's, I know it's fun too, just to have fun. So this is this is more of a fun novel. Um, I only, I only kill one left wing deep state guy, and I kill about five thousand. Oh my artists. god! We kill about uh,
1: okay, one. I was listening to it, and all I kept thinking this today was deep throat. Every time we talk. <laughs> 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 that, that is in the Loveless, and that maybe. is a totally different podcast. Maybe that totally had something to do podcast, with Christopher Ryan. You understand why?
2: Maybe that had something to do with Christopher Ryan Grant's Southern sexiness. He's the narrator. And so maybe that was doing something for you. I, I want to ask you about the cover art.
0: Here, uh, yes, let me share that again.
1: No, I think yes, it had to do with. Can us. we get that back
3: up? I, I love yeah. the cover art to uh, Forgotten Ruin.
1: Yeah, JR, uh, where's the cover art? Geez, give got, me a second, got, woman. No.
2: Veterans Time's are funny. so much fun. That's the takeaway everybody's saying from this. Veterans seem like a lot of fun.
3: We are, especially if you had alcohol.
2: Exactly. I
1: want you, know, hey, hey, you to know, there was some time zone issues. Okay. And hey, so we I were an hour
0: know. late. And so we were sober when we started. We promised. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We were, it's um, It's better I, this I, way. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> how veterans actually interact in the most intimate way in my opinion it's like we it, What I like to think of this is like the virtual fire pit when you're out in the field and like yep. you get the okay to like start a fire because it's so damn cold yeah you know and it's just it's just a bunch of guys you know and gals you know a bunch of bunch of people just BSing around the campfire and yeah. saying some of the most debaucherous things which I love yeah. Oh, yeah, pop-
1: you know, I will say this one and actually this podcast actually really today is reminding me of Going to my con experiences and being in the hallway, which is kind of like being in the fire pit, yep. and just shooting this shit and drinking and talking.
2: Yeah, and, and straight, that's straight. Straight.
1: there is that's the cover. What,
2: that's that's what the fun of this is. You know, like a lot of a lot of fun right now is getting not fun, and so like it's cool when people can just. So if people have to start drinking a little more to have fun, it's probably not a bad idea. You know, that's that's my non-medical endorsement, but yeah. That is that is the cover. That is a ranger. If you scroll in, every detail is almost absolutely perfect. Jay uh, Art, you know, how,
3: how but, much influence did you have in the art direction? And, and who's the artist? I love getting giving shout outs to the artists here because I am. Yeah,
2: one one hundred percent. I, I I I I art directed the hell out of that. Wait till you see book two. Um, but that is an artist named Tommaso Ranieri who lives in Italy and he talks like this he's like doctor nick and he's like i can make you a cover about the rangers first let me eat the big bowl of pasta and see my mistress and my wife and buy another pair of shoes because i am italian and that's what we do it's a very cliche i don't know
3: the detail in it is amazing um you got the yeah. acog there you got the anpvs 18s going on there um yeah. Yeah. As you go, know, any anytime I watch anything or read anything that's military related, if the equipment don't look right, I've already lost interest and yeah, I already I'm, have an interest here because everything's okay. accurate.
1: I will say I am really critical of what I call the art and photograph look. Yeah. And this one where it looks like there is art and then it looks like a photograph is later layered on top of it. And this one looks very put together as one piece.
2: Yeah, Tommaso and, is a video game artist who actually works for Mark Kern, who uh, oh, nice. was yeah, who did World of Warcraft. He was the lead on that. So Mark is a friend of mine, and he's the one that hit me to to Tommaso. And I love Tommaso, and he, he you know, he's he's Italian, he's a lot of fun. I don't know if he actually sounds like that, but that's the voice I read his emails in. It makes it better. As you should. As you should. And and the second cover. Which is book two, which will be out on April first. is called Hit and Fade, another very ranger thing. And That's it's not a joke. And it's a weapons team leader going ballistic on skeletons with a tomahawk, which is about as ranger as you can get. So it's that, it's that is
3: our bread and butter. That is the uh, yeah our uh, what do they call relics when they when they yeah. imbue a spiritual
2: force into an object. That the tomahawk is our. Our relic.
3: Then I think you will like
2: I think you will like I think you will like the sniper Sergeant Thor Who basically converted To paganism so that he could Grow an operator beard, make ranger Cookies and have a fire in the field And bless his tomahawks before he goes on a Killing spree uh,
3: okay. uh, The ranger cookie I will give the recipe on the YouTube channel
1: um, I will I will say this one as a Pagan And I've been a pagan for over 13 years now
2: I prefer I, to call it a Pagan. Pagan.
1: I thought it was Pagan. really awesome. Not to be mistaken with famous it's
3: Ranger it's medic,
2: Doc Pagon. <laughs> Doc Pagan. So, so you, you liked the Sergeant Thor part, is what you're saying, Siska? I
1: really liked Sergeant Thor, and I thought honestly, you really did it really super well. And yeah. uh, and Fun. so it, it was nice because like,
3: through all of his writing, um, the camaraderie I mean, between soldiers is like it, how you write.
1: really spot on, but I liked also, you know, I, I was a I when I was a teenager, it was like the cool thing to be a pagan if you're, you were Were you talking just like that? Trying to be you different.
3: <laughs> I definitely would have put you in a locker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you wouldn't have put me in a locker, I would not have fit for this reason. Oh yeah, because
3: of
0: the chesticles. All right, so first off, I want to give uh, Nick Cole the ringing endorsement. He is the best drinking buddy. I know this from Vegas. Because he doesn't drink, it means more for everyone else. He's the kind of soldier you want on your side when you're going into a bar fight. we well, he's going to give you his deal, his beer.
3: We're, we're close. We're, we're practically geographical neighbors. I'm so yeah.
1: so, but, so uh, but no, welcome to the house anytime really, for a fire
3: pit and a cigar, my friend.
1: It was be a, a very realistic representation of somebody who is a pagan as well as military veteran. So yeah. it was really kind of cool as one who is both to see.
0: Is it a yeah.
3: lot of sage and
0: pentagrams? Or? I, I mean, I'm just jealous. I hey, didn't think hey, of the religion hey. and beard I thing myself. But. I love you, Jessica. I love you.
1: Oh, no, I love you too. So, so
0: let's move on to the book <laughs> itself, Nick. Can you give us the 30-second elevator pitch for this?
1: And I want you to do it in
0: your Sean Connery voice because, you know, we're drunk and picky.
2: It's, uh, you know, what if the army rangers showed up at Tolkien's Helm's Deep and had to kill their way out of it? And so they do, and then they have to go take their own FOB, which is a dark and scary castle, and they go through a tomb and they slaughter everybody and have a lot of fun doing it. Oh, and uh, there's a really, um, the fun thing is the villain is a Navy SEAL. and Oh, God, yes. thank you. I'm so rubbing that in my dad's fucking face. <laughs> and uh every the my favorite review is if you go over to goodreads this guy writes this review and he's like i love everything about this book i love this i love that and i love this and he goes and this book is not hard enough on navy seals and it's just, <laughs> it's extremely hard on navy <laughs> seals you know so it was it was a lot of but fun you it's, did
1: get a ringing endorsement for my favorite navy seal so yeah mike masa yep he is my favorite <clears throat> navy seal
0: I got in a fight yeah, with the Navy SEAL in Baghdad. I have a fun. favorite Navy SEAL, whatever, with their oak leaves and
3: quaffed hair and color coordinates you know
1: ADCL. what? Mike Massa is an exception to every rule. He's awesome. He uh, is, he so
2: Mike Massa Mike Massa is a great guy. He really is. And uh every, <laughs> you know, he, he's he's a he's a grounded person. He's not like I'm Captain Wonderful SEAL. You know? no, he- he's 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 from my age, you know, like you know, like like you know. 89, 90. you know, the, the, the new, like, you know, PR crowd seals are a little different.
3: Yeah. Back before when the only seal movie was the Patriot. Yeah. Uh, before they made that Charlie Sheen movie, which it's a guilty. <laughs> problem, anyway,
1: <I> love. <laughs> that, aside from the fact that we, we adore Mike Massa cause he's awesome. And I've actually known him since before he started writing. But anyways, what fantasy tropes do you feel that Forgotten Rooms hits best?
2: Um, I think the fantasy trope that it hits that I think people are going to find fun about it is it absolutely steers away from the hero's journey which is what a lot of fantasy novels are like I'm the new guy in town and I'm an orphan on the streets and suddenly I'm the greatest thief ever and now I'm the greatest wizard ever and now I'm the greatest bard ever and oh it turns out I'm the king's lost son and I slay everything and I'm great you know this is just war this is just trope, yeah Yeah, there's 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 no hero's journey here It's just uh, like the first half of the novel is one giant battle Then we have a little break and and we you know have some emotionally feelies not really and then and then everybody And then we go on like basically a raid and and kill more people and I I just kind of like writing big battles and writing those kind of stuff and like also, it's not it is very like hyper masculine, but one of the biggest killers in there is this shadow elf chick who just like one, she just like immediately folds in with the Rangers, pluses up their pluses up their powers and kills like a mofo. And that was fun to write too. So like it's just you know what, the trope that does is really well is killing shit. Like oh, I would okay. I, I, I would stack it's in. this book I think
1: up that's called the way of life in some groups.
2: Yeah, I mean that—that's like, I can, tell you, like
1: <laughs> I can tell you right now, this,
2: like, this book does that better than any fantasy book written. Like most, like even when you go read the Black Company, and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna read about this mercenary company killing people." Like, like the okay, the only book that does killing shit better is Conan. That's true. Yeah, that's it. Like we should have had book, him
0: talking his Nick uh, his uh, uh, Schwarzenegger voice. Damn, it was yeah. a missed opportunity. He just call, told me not to talk in
3: the private chat.
0: Yeah. No, I'm saying we gotta let the other Nick talk. We gotta let the guest talk. No, I'm talk agreeing with him. him. He,
3: I mean, he's he's ta- he's putting truth to power here. You know.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Nick knows the right. shit. So, what uh, what subgenres do you think this hits? Because I, I think it stands alone. I think you keep taking the mold and be like, I'm gonna piss on this and do something else. So, so I'll, I'll give you
2: guys like I'll give you guys like a super world exclusive. Um, this is a brand new genre. Like there's no subgenres for this. Like, like when, what we're getting the feedback, and we this was this is a feature, not a bug. Like we designed it this way. We knew, we knew what we were gonna do here. And there is no other novel like this. You you could say that, that there are certain certain novels that verge on it, but like we basically invented a new genre, and it's called Wargate. And we we trademarked it, and we're putting the stamp on every book. And we've got we've got several authors who are now actually writing Wargate novels. Wargate breaks down to three elements. Um, The first element is modern military unit. The second element is fantasy setting. The third element is perpetual taco machine. The perpetual taco machine is a forge, a 3D printer, but on supercrack that allows a modern military unit to continue to have weapons and bullets and beans and blankets and you know recoilless rifle rounds and more fragmentary grenades and more high X and copper penetrators and everything they need to do to keep killing orcs or whatever like in the second book they're killing the undead and in the other uh, for uh, the other um, Wargate novels they're coming along um, whatever however people want to do that in whatever fantasy setting those are the three elements there there really is nothing like this it's a new thing it's being received well because it's already like number 281 in the Audible store, which is tremendous, and it's 389 in the ebook store. So like for a new book to launch into a genre, we are literally right behind Brandon Sanderson, who is the King Kong Goliath of, of fantasy. So we're doing really well. It but feels
1: really like ones.
2: Yeah, it feels like fantasy. It feels like military thriller, but it's both. And 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 it's just those three principles, and that's Wargate. So it really is a new genre. We haven't actually said that to anybody, but that was the original design intention plan, and that's that's what this is. It's Wargate. It's a brand new genre that happens in Amazon. New genres have been invented: lit RPG, harem things like that. It, it happens a lot. People who want to have read about sexual encounters with Bigfoot—that's a genre. So don't judge me. Don't just we don't, shame we don't keep shame on this show,
3: yeah. He, no, I mean,
1: he, do. he needs <laughs> I, what he I, needs. Uh, I've learned a lot in the last couple years about all the different subgenres of fantasy yeah. and uh, sci fi.
2: So, so. Wargate, is a, Wargate is a new genre, Forgotten Ruin is the first book out. Um, and then there was, Nick, there's gonna, gonna, gonna be a, hashtag shit out of that right now. Do it, Wargate, and yeah, you, you
1: can do it uh, in not our group chat, like elsewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, ask
3: him the don't, next question. I'm like, Ranger, like, don't don't, judge,
1: me. Him, right? don't judge me. Judge
2: me, sister. Don't judge me. Do it with machine gun fire in the sky. Oh, Speed security oh. and violence of action.
0: <laughs> ask him about the main character, Nick. Sober up a little bit.
2: The main character's <laughs> yeah, right. name is 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 Talker, and he's a linguist, and that's what I originally started out in the military as. Um and he's he's kind of like he's a really great linguist. He actually speaks about 7 languages. Um he has kind of a weird affinity. Um he's gone through academia and then Why yeah, joined-
1: the come in as an E3. What the hell's up with that old man Nick?
2: Because he wanted <laughs> because he wanted to soldier. He did not no, like when he goes no. when he goes I
1: when he go- I mean, Okay, as a member of the E4 Mafia College oh, branch.
2: Wow. Been,
1: <laughs> as She's as clapping.
0: College,
3: She's right. clapping. I I'm, um, I'm I'm about to get stabbed.
2: Fuck. I I purposely Ooh, did that I because the character the character has been rewarded for his intelligence.
1: I so, drove off the FNG.
2: <laughs> no, I came back. I just I had to spit my dip out, which is gross. Which is a very <laughs> ranger thing. Oh
3: um,
2: yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Um, he just you know what he he didn't like. When he when they when they figure out, like when he goes to DLI and they figure out he's testing through languages in a week, you know, SOCOM comes and like like, and even DLI is like, no, we need this guy as a teacher. And SOCOM's like, no, 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 we've got this mission coming up and we actually need this guy. And and his whole thing was he tried to keep it on the DL. He didn't want to be rewarded for his college. He just wanted, he, he's a guy who arrived at a point in his life where he wanted to see if he could really soldier. And so he didn't want the breaks of intelligence.
1: Oh no. So, I yeah. thought it was hilarious when you, you went with the D. Okay. I took my D lab. And as I told JR, we'll do an ask anything and somebody can follow up and ask because it's off topic. I've deliberately failed my D lab.
3: Why would you do that? you get paid extra.
1: I didn't know that but that's another story. And somebody can ask me on an ask anything or something like that.
3: Off, why I, I
1: deliberately failed my D-Lab. I need,
3: I need another need beer. You. All right, next oh, question. You, 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 you. Damn me.
1: So tell us about some of our amazing secondary characters in here and like, which one stands out? Which one's your favorite child?
2: I think, you know, like the Sergeant Thor character is cool. Cause I think that guy's going to have his own novel series. In which he basically wants to go into the into the ice and see if he can thor for the high score he's the guy that embraces the ruin everybody else is like you know like rangers they're suspicious and they want to kill stuff thor is kind of this sort of like groovy boaty surfer really amazing sniper who you know who's basically a jason momoa kind of cut out so he's doing really well in the ranger battalion but like they are 10,000 years in the future. And he's the first guy that's going to say like, well, I'm 9,996 years ETS. You know? <laughs> so, so he's the guy that's going to want to explore. Cause that's his vibe. And I think he'll ultimately probably end up, you know, if he doesn't get killed leaving the Ranger Battalion and he'll go off on his, his own thing. My favorite character, um, because, you know, I was, I I was enlisted also. And then I was an officer. I went through OCS the character that i I just dig, and he's very Tyrus Rex-like from from the main series. Is is, is the is the ground force every time I hear that name? <laughs> is the ground is the ground force commander, which is Captain Knifehand, and um, that guy is the officer you want. He's like, he, even though like he, there's a little mystery about him, he should be a major, but he's a captain. Um, he he's he's a stone cold killer. Sorry, I like the sergeant major a lot. Because he's the been there, done that kind of guy, voice of wisdom. Um, he was really cool. I like, I like Kurtz, who's just this who, who's just hard ass. You know, the guy was a Marine and then he decided to ranger for the high score and he became the weapons team leader. And he's a ranger purist. He's the guy that you know is always trying to out out hardcore everybody. He's the guy that doesn't want the special gym. He doesn't want, you know, the training enhancements. He wants to, he wants to, you know, be a purist about it. I, I dig every character. They're all really cool. I know JR likes Kennedy. Why don't you tell us about Kennedy, JR? Because
0: Kennedy was me. <laughs> so he's the guy. He's the guy that like he really wants to be there. He wants to be the cool kid, but he's really oh. not. He's just he's there to prove something to himself. And he did that. He made it. And everyone's else like, who the hell is this guy? Get them out of my unit. So that was basically me in the infantry. So yeah. But I was so bad at being good that I made corporal three times. And they're like, you know what? I just feel sorry for this guy. Let's just That's a true NCO
3: right there, JR. Uh, what a sergeant so, told me once, you're not a true NCO unless, you, unless you've unless you made every rank twice.
0: So I got <laughs> promoted to corporal because I had the college credit. And they're like, okay, we'll do that. And then I celebrated really, really hard with this old timer, like E7. He's like, we're going out to get drinks on me. And he took me to this really shady bar that was probably on the no-go list. But now we went anyway. Bars. Yeah. <laughs> and so we went to the bar and celebrated and then he dropped me off at the sergeant major's house and uh the sergeant major proceeded to rip the rank back off and i was a uh, private first class again and then i did that again i didn't learn the lesson and i went out partying again and then the third time they're like i feel sorry for him let's make him a sergeant so i i i can relate i had the hearts for, for pfc kennedy
2: Yeah, Kennedy is the guy that even though the Rangers have gone 10,000 years in the future and they're absolutely surrounded by an overwhelming hostile force, he's the guy that is the special project for every NCO. So he's the guy that's basically digging the slit trench for everybody to take a piss in. Except it turns out for PFC Kennedy that he played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. And he's kind of the only guy that knows what's going on and everybody's kind of trying to embrace, like, okay, why did a giant just attack us? Okay, why are there ogres? And he's... And, and it's basically getting around through the detachment that the things that Kennedy says are kind of more true. Like, he's the one so, identifying the monsters. So... so he becomes-
1: reminded me of something my old first sergeant used to say. Because I had a first sergeant who spent his entire career up until, like, the last meeting he was in, which is when I knew him. And... A tanker unit.
0: Yes. So like um, infantry. He
1: yes. never had females, and he also never really had many of those gamer geeks. And he goes, "You know what? I'm in an HHC battalion. And I thought it would be a lot worse company, and I thought it would be a lot worse, except for the fact that I'm good as long as they don't make dice, D and D like these D and D dice. And he would go D and D dice." Uh, I'm good. <laughs> anyway, okay. Anyway, if they do that, I'm losing half my. Company. So, so uh,
0: since we uh, you've got a little bit of a <laughs> reputation, Nick. So uh, of of the guy that kills everybody's favorite I was, characters. I was oh,
2: I'm glad you said that because I was going to say <laughs> well, I was I was young and I needed the money.
0: Uh, well, we we signed India government based soldiers.
3: <laughs> If it wasn't for that phrase, I never would have been an officer.
0: <laughs> all I'm saying is 20 bucks is 20 bucks there, Nick. Yeah, uh,
2: exactly. Yeah. So
0: so we all know you've got a little bit of a reputation for being jerks to your characters. Yeah. And uh, so if these uh, Ranger boys match you in a back alley after what you Nick, did whoa, to them.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ranger boys. No, bad boys. If you're going to say boy with Ranger, it's a bad boy. Correct yourself.
0: <laughs> I mean, you wear basically a silk diaper. It's not like your light infantry, okay?
1: You know what? My mother tried statu- Rangers, statu-
0: not
3: I love you, so I'll do it with care. But I will. I'll statu- just say
2: that. I'll just say that that's you know, like certain SF guys will tell you that you don't wear anything. No, no socks, <laughs> no underwear. No socks, no underwear, and I and I haven't since 1993. Wait, wait,
1: wait. As a medic, I must say this. BSI for my battle buddy. uh
2: Oh,
0: she's
3: clapping again. She she's wrap it before clap. you
1: tap it.
0: I like it yeah. when she claps.
3: <laughs> she does. It's, it's, it's very uh urban.
2: I like. I well. I mean, I I I I crave approval, and I feel like I'm <laughs> doing some kind of approval.
0: <laughs>
2: Man, so, I, I, so I'm so long
3: stroking you on your. Social media posts. I, I love giving you approval because you you think a lot like I do, and um,
1: that's a dangerous thing.
3: Yeah, is it though? Is it though? Uh, oh, what no, I really I'm
1: thinking in general.
3: Oh my god, we are too drunk to continue this. Listen, broadcast. when we
2: when we liberate the liquor store from the commies, we're <laughs> You're, you're going to be really grateful for the way we think. When we, when we, when we make liquor free for all,
1: you know what? You know what? I have my liquor. I have my veteran-made liquor.
2: Chair, you ever seen this? Seen her this drunk before?
1: All no, I mean that to say I'm doing it. That-
2: is is that if Joe Biden's ATF knew that you were you, you'd made that mead like literally SWAT and a tank would be busting <laughs> down your no, door
1: No 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 no
3: no my,
1: is, my mead is from Viking Alchemist Meadery. Yes, you can order them online and they are veteran owned and operated and I love them and they taste
2: That's really a, good. you know what I can see the CNN headline a dangerous right-wing liquor illegal liquor operation crushed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so nick you, you did avoid the question about what these rangers peoples not boys apparently uh what they would do to you if they found you in a dark alley after what you put them through
2: you know really like i'm i'm hard on characters i really am like i mean like i i kill a lot of characters and when jason yeah yeah and when jason like has a character that he loves i start thinking of ways to kill it Cause I'm just like that's where the drama is. I like to crush it. He's still bitter about Owens. Like I mean, still like he hasn't gotten over Ooh, it too soon. He, he too soon. does not heal. He like that he will whip that out. Like and, and like oh, and you killed Owens. And he always says it kind of quietly. And I know it. Like I know it hurts. And and I feel a sense of pleasure about that. I'm associated. <laughs> did it? Sadist, I love it. <laughs> but um uh no I you know what like you, I,
1: trying to hurt you in.
2: Yeah, I I kill characters, but, but but like they're, they're, yeah yeah. But it's it's always noble. It's never stupid. Like how we really die. Like you know, like oh shit, I shouldn't be using the hairdryer in, in the in the in the in the shower. You know, like you know they 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 they, they go out like with the, like. If you think that's bad, wait till you read Strange Company on the twenty third, which is my next book. That's a standalone coming out for me. Like I'm brutal on characters in that one. That one's dark. Even I know that. Like I'm like, what kind of crazy person wrote this? And I'm like, oh, you did. Nicole goes <laughs> I mean, to me. She goes, N- N- Nicole, ask you, and ask you if you're okay. <laughs> like, yeah. You, Nicole, Nicole
3: read it. Oh, bro, you, here's my number.
2: If Nicole I'm gonna read you, it. Me, I love you. Uh, thank you. I think I need it. And I will come and have that cigar. But Nicole read Strange Company, and she came downstairs with that Brian the dog look where his mouth drops open, And she's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like I don't know. They just needed to die.
3: Why? Why didn't you take a picture of that? Because we've all seen her smiling and happy and content, being married to a grunt. <laughs> and then, and then you made her jaw drop, and we have no photographic evidence of that. Uh, that I will, would be hilarious.
2: I, I I I agree. I agree. But you know what? That's like that. That's a Vonnegut thing. Like Vonnegut said, basically that when you write a book, you it's your it job. Out of my head, head Nick. Jesus. Yeah, oh it, my God. it's. It's your job to be as awful as possible to your characters. And when you've run out of shitty stuff to do the novels over.
1: Okay.
3: So would you say That's that like, horrible. kind
2: of fits into a the, the hero's journey?
3: I mean, I, I know you talked about that. This wasn't a hero's journey book, but we also have to kind of like shed some light that the horrific shit that happens to your characters is right. part of that hero's journey. It's it, it does. It, it either kills them or it, um, it forges them into a, a harder metal.
2: Okay. Yeah. It, it reveals them. That's what all that yeah. stuff does. It, it reveals who they really were. And, and that's... You know, that's, that's does
1: the training sound like a hero's journey, just to let you know, because that really does reveal a lot about a person. Well,
3: to be honest, Siska, I would say that it's a, uh, a revitalization or reclassification of the hero's
0: journey.
1: So, but, okay... Because in the interest of the fact that I have work in the morning. (laughs) Question
0: 30.
1: Question 30. Thank you, Jr. I remembered what the contents of the question was. So tell us about the universe. Is there can you give us a special sneak peek into the universe? Because this is really a case where the universe is almost as much as a character as any of the characters we've talked about so far.
2: Yeah, totally. I can I can give that to you really quickly. Um, the uh, the whole thing of it is is like it's present day, and suddenly there's this nano sweeping the earth, and it's basically breaking down all machines and technology, and it's rewriting people's DNA. People are becoming vampires. People are becoming orcs. Um, bad stuff is happening, and the U.S. government takes fifty special operations teams. They put them on C-17s and they send them through a quantum singularity gate. And they're told at the Area 51 hangar, you're going two to five years in the future and you're going to reestablish the government. Uh oh, the Rangers came out 10,000 years later and everything's Tolkien now, and they're in Europe. And Europe is now like most of the world, the cities of mankind just hug the coast. And that's all mankind can kind of ma- maintain. If you go out like into central France or you go up into Germany, like Germany is all no walls. Where- yeah, they're, they're all werewolves and ogres. If you go over into Turkey, it's basically Mordor and stuff like that. And so the Rangers, you know, Turkey the end of the book. Yeah. The end of the book is really cool because the Sergeant Major sits down and, and and the main character talker, who's the PFC linguist. He's like, what do you, you know, like he's basically they're, they're summing it up. And what do you think this is all about? And the Sergeant Major says, well, he goes, you know, that men thing that you guys all talk about, how like there's some studs drop it in and 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 it says someone you know prayed for help and 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 you know the universe is sending rangers you know eta 2 minutes um, he's like i think that's what it is i think someone here asked for help and the universe sent rangers and that's that's basically what we're going to see out of this world is there's a big struggle between good and evil going on there's a bunch of liches down in egypt there's this dark nether sorcerer in turkey and there's this vampire lord in, uh, in, in Germany. And basically the rangers are gonna go fuck all of them up and it's gonna be fun.
0: <laughs> so so and, the important question is did the SEAL teams take their assigned CNN press teams to cover everything they were doing?
2: I covered that when they're going through the Q, QST, the SEALs get to go first because their agent got them that slot. I forgot that part. Oh my god. <laughs> That's awesome. But don't worry. Don't worry. They fuck it up. Good.
0: The, I mean, <laughs>
1: historically,
0: they did
3: that in Panama. Wait,
1: wait, I mean, wait. Like, you like, do know they, that. They historical historical.
0: Say what now? What's that?
1: <laughs> Seals have a special, or at least Massa has a special thing about dolphins. Like, he hates them.
3: Because they're oh. assholes.
1: Maybe,
3: never Met a dolphin?
2: They're assholes.
1: No, I've never Before. met a dolphin. Listen, Before we start like, all like
2: passing out and like the, the story, movies listen, movies. listen, the stories in Hollywood about Flipper and the Me Too movement are legion. Flipper was an asshole. <laughs>
3: Flipper was an asshole. He was a pot-spoken goon. I'm yes. Pretty sure he worked for the mafia.
2: He would go to like Elliot like Gold like and Jack Nicholson's co-parties and then just like bang all the bimbos. <laughs> Male and female. I mean, if I was <laughs> adult, then that's what I would do,
0: but. <laughs> so, so Nick, your blurb, Wait. your blurb clearly says there will be monstrous bad guys. So how did you go about creating these magical creatures when you wrote them? Did you let nature inspire you? Did you just flip through the D&D manual? Because there was stuff in there I don't remember from my uh, vast <clears throat> couple months uh, experience with D&D.
2: Uh, Just, you know, straight to the DM's guide when you run out of anything like, hey, like this week it was uh, the Rangers fighting... flesh golems that they call Frankensteins because that's the only way they can deal with it. And, you know, just, like, it's fun. Like, you can just... D&D is, like, a huge resource, and there's fun stuff in there, and lots of people played it, and, like, it tells you how to fight the monsters. I'm like, okay. And then that's the fun part is, like, the Rangers have real-world kinetic weapons and, and things like that. Okay, well, how do you make it fight something that kind of can't be killed, you know, unless it's magic weapons? And so the fun and the inventiveness is is... And remember, like... Rangers are not stupid troops. They're very high IQ. They're selected for aggressiveness. Um, they're not, you know, I, I don't want to say they're not the average troop. No one's an average, but the Rangers are very inventive and creative about destruction. And so it's, it was fun to give them harder and harder enemies to kind of figure out right now they're going up against a lich, you know, in D and lich is as bad as it gets. It can kill you with a word. So I think some Rangers going to die there, but don't worry they'll they'll persevere and in the third book they got to go whack a dragon
1: but i love dragons
3: it, it's it's like you were in the barracks when i was there in the regiment because we <laughs> did play DD. that's how i got introduced to D&D, was in the ranger regiment
1: i would have had so much more fun in your unit than mine
3: oh god well i mean other than, the, toxic other than that, the, fact and the fact that we were borderline homosexual um there was a lot of sci-fi and dd going on on a friday night because like we weren't old enough to drink legally. Yeah, that never stopped me. <laughs> oh, there's one time we got wasted and we we ran a mouse that we caught through the pipeline, but that's another episode.
1: I don't know. I was really bad at picking on the babies. No I uh, people who had, were learning how to drink.
3: Anyway, uh, um, Nick, is there anything uh, extra that you want to tell us about this this series that we haven't already discussed? Um, you. The, the concept is amazing. First of all, I can't wait to read it. Um, I just ordered it on Amazon. Thank you. And uh, I, I love watching Rangers do crazy stuff in crazy times. I'm a fan. Wait, um,
1: Rangers don't do crazy stuff. I thought all they did was crazy stuff.
3: No, we we. It's a constant hierarchy of trying to out crazy each other. So. Um, So, if there's anything in the novel that you really want the uh, the prospective fans from your your other series, or anything anything that you've written, like, is give us a little behind the scenes here without spoiling anything that our listeners should know.
2: Yeah, if you like, if you like the the big sort of saga of galaxy's edge you're gonna get that but now you're gonna get it with you know modern military in a fantasy setting um the 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 things that like we kind of touched on earlier the things that jason and i get right about the military is 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 the fraternity the brotherhood the relationship brothers and sisters you know people in the military there's a special bond and a lot of times it's about the person next to you and not so much about the mission or the big grand scheme or mission accomplished. It is that there, there is that. But you know, like those people, as we get older, and I, I think I'm older than everybody, but it's Not really that
3: weird. I, I was the oldest one in the well until you came on as a guest, I was the oldest one in the group.
2: <laughs> but it's weird, you know, like when you think back about your military service and you think back about all those guys or, or, or girls that were in there, they're all older now. Like, but in your mind they're always still that same age and so i yeah and and so that's the thing like i I, what i really like about this is if if you are a fan of the military you're really going to enjoy this if you were in the military you're going to enjoy it but like there's so many people that love the military and they don't they don't ever actually get to like have it fictionalized in a decent respectable manner um without being pandered to or being criticized by a lot of mainstream movies, which every movie seems to be: you're in the military, you got so, disillusioned, your friend got killed, now you hate the military-industrial I think complex.
1: I a lot of romance, a lot of um, mill SF that is almost kind of like romance. Yeah,
2: like yeah. I
1: I am huge. I love Hunter Harrington. Um, Why? but what? Why? I will it's get David Weber
0: is your BFF.
1: I, 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 I love <laughs> Hunter. I, Harrington. I
3: didn't mean Disrail, derail, but
1: Honor Harrington really romances the military in many ways. And and some of that's because David, bless his heart, has never suffered through the military.
3: <laughs> and, and it is suffering. It is
1: suffering. To join like, the military
3: is to be a Jedi. It's a life of suffering and hardship.
1: Well, I actually... So you I was the talking about, are about being pregnant today and they went, you make it sound horrible. And I'm like, no, it's one of the, it's really is one of the most rewarding things you can do. But at the same time, it's also one of the worst things you can do. And the military kind of falls on the same spectrum. But it's uh, like,
2: and and remember, like I'm a little older now, but like,
1: man, I still
2: have dreams now where I've gone back and you're like, it, it really is one of the most defining things you ever do in your life. And, you're so grateful as the years progress that you did it, even you know if there's some hard things that come with that. But like, it, it, it's not anything like you're better than anybody or blah, blah, blah. It's just, it becomes such a rich experience in a lifetime of crap often that you don't have to feel any shame about and you feel good about. And, and you really do realize like you had some great friendships and some great times and they're just so vivid. And like, honestly, I think you know, when I die, I wouldn't mind having some of the last memories be about those times because they were just, you know, they're very stay gold pony boy. It's, 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 it's an interesting yeah. thing. Yeah.
1: So I w- Nick, okay. I wish I had
3: like three of you as team leaders back in the day. Um, oh. I, I really do. I, I, I was like you. I was, I started out as enlisted. I, I became an officer. Um, reading your books has really. um well it's it's actually helped me through a lot of ptsd type stuff too um the relationships that you create in your novels i think are paramount i think that's where the real crux of of the beauty of your work you and jason's work is how you interpret the military how you um display the military even though it's a this fantastical um futuristic type thing um the camaraderie is there. And that's what I've always enjoyed about your books is that the camaraderie is there. That's how we talk. Our lingo is there. We are represented. Um, and I'm gonna get off your junk for a second, but that I, I've always wanted to say that to you, that that's what I've enjoyed the most about reading your work, you and Jason's work. I, I don't wanna leave Jason out because he'll make me have one of his kids. Um, <laughs>
0: But I, but See, you I made him blush so bad he went to the avatar.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still here.
0: No, but here. That,
3: that, That's what I've really enjoyed is like reading your work. I I feel like I'm there, which is a very big thing for any reader. But as a vet reader, I feel that I'm there. I feel that I'm represented, and I feel that I'm cared for in how you tell the story. So, for that, that that
2: that that's thank you so much. That's the thing that like. Jason and I like that's why we do it and it initially started out as this sort of like We saw what happened with disney and how they pitched You know the audience the expanded universe audience off a, off a cliff And we were like let's and jason jason's really the star wars fan And we said let's let's serve those people who just got ditched and so there was a there was a purist aspect there, but then when we started meeting veterans, who were saying this is helping me. We have one guy who's like, my wife makes sure that when I go into the VA, because I get so pissed off, I always have a, a GE book there. There's a kid named Adam Hartswick who is just like our absolute hero, who uh, lost both his legs to an IED um, in in Iraq, and you know made you know put his own tourniquet on his own legs. He was a medic and he just he just loves it and and it helps him and like and and it's also there you know it's also there for people who love the military and that's something all of us need to remember like people love the military they think you guys are achilles and 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 they just you know they're 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 just they're it's so often not portrayed with any kind of real respect or decency it's so often used as a prop and right. so our commitment was always to to right. never do anything to dishonor it and to do right by it and 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 if that's all we do, it's it's cool. You know, honestly, I, I wish it would go to Hollywood and everything like that, but Jason and I are death deathly afraid of that and have all these standards so that so that no one can like misuse it for their own ends. I so have, we probably won't go to Hollywood. I because- have
1: been on the panels where people like I've listened to Jim Butcher talk, I've listened to the McCaffreys talk about um the experience of it going to Hollywood, and it is it's a tricky experience because your baby is no longer just your baby. So it, it as, does
3: evolve, yeah.
1: As a huge book person, like I am I am I am always that person when people are like, oh yay the rights got option. And I'm like, yay.
0: Do that again. One more Prepare time. Prepare to be underwhelmed.
1: <laughs> we're, um, yeah.
3: uh, I, I mean, if we're talking about your book, no, there's absolutely no chance that you're going to be underwhelmed. Everything. I would be
1: very, very cautious about who got it before. I said, if I was underwhelmed or not predicted that because like the guy who did, Outlander did a fabulous job, and in interviews, um, the author has actually come back and said that he added details that she would go back and add to her books. But that is a very few and far between. Just look at what happened with Dresden Files.
0: All right. Well, we've been
3: rambling. You you have to just be... It's not rambling. This is hard hitting journalism that we're doing right now. I have one last question. This is the journalism one. we need. I, have one uh, last I just question don't want Saskia
0: to pass out again.
1: Well, again I not passed out ever. That's never been
3: recorded. That was all behind the scenes stuff.
1: It okay. did not happen.
3: We're going to have to rename the podcast to like booze and sci fi and fantasy.
0: <laughs> well, if we invert the name, uh, we're uh, what is it again? We are hold on, um, we're blasters,
1: blasters and blades,
3: blasted
0: and bladed,
1: something like
3: that. Nick, right. would oh, it. Nick. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Dune. I want to yes, get sir. your take on Frank Herbert Dune, the, the first book that he wrote. About about that whole
2: series and how you feel about the movie coming out. Um, here's my honest confession: I've never read Dune. Uh, I'm I know bad. I know that it was a pretty you know like you it was a pretty spot face. on. You didn't read a whole bunch of stuff. You know,
1: I haven't read it either. I, I didn't read
2: a whole bunch what? of stuff. But I know the screenwriter, I know the sc- I know the screenwriter who is working on that. And we his wife, we actually is an actress, and she like we developed a relationship with her for GE and we were gonna cast her in an Andine Broxen short. We were gonna do. And she's really great, and they are great people. And mm-hmm. I think I think it's gonna be pretty true. I mean, the original Dune movie was like a huge epic, you know, but I think it was too slow. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when they have <laughs> the action, which is modern filmmaking.
1: But, I will say that... Um,
2: yeah.
1: R- yeah. Radoshio, so, ...who writes Empire Silence, he is a huge Dune fan, and he is super psyched by it. I'm super
0: psyched by
3: it.
1: I'm a And huge he is a very, very, very picky man. He is much more picky than either of you two Nicks.
3: That's not true. I'm very picky.
1: No, but you're not. Not nearly as picky as him. Uh,
0: it depends okay. on the alcoholism, I guess, but... <clears throat> Well, we, we've all done that thing we're not proud of when we drank. But uh, speaking not proud of.
2: I, Siska, I, I criticize the ice in restaurants. <laughs> he does. he, he, the he was
1: an he does. Off of her.
2: That's how picky I am.
1: Well, you were an offifer. Of hey,
2: whoa, whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, whoa. If back. you drink
0: your beer, hold on. If you drink your beer straight out of the can like a civilized human freaking being, you don't have to worry about the ice. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I drink my beer out of the can because yeah, I got married. the troops that I used oh, to leave. Damn. Uncivilized swine. All right. So, this is, on your pizza. Is, you heathen, you shut your mouth. Go stand in the corner. So, how <laughs> dare you, Sergeant? How dare you? I'm going to put my knife hand away if you just behave. All right. Nick, how can listeners find you if they manage how, to stop you How do we find you on the socials?
2: Um, you know what, uh, I think like if, if you just want to read my books and like me and everything like that, and you want to have fun and you're pro military and you don't like politics or anything, just go join the galaxy's edge fan club over at, uh, over at, at Facebook, like it is a bunch of fun, a lot of inappropriate memes, a lot of just straight up fun. If you're completely red pilled and you have a large amount of ammunition and you don't have enough AR 15s and you might have some illegal weaponry then you should follow my personal profile page Well, then you um, should definitely come down to That's here for pretty the fire much
3: just because we'll do a show and tell and will be awesome Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah exactly
3: um, the water brought, in the state of California the sea is yeah. rising yeah.
0: from On all Twitter, those unfortunate boating accidents
2: yeah uh, the on Twitter, I'm basically just a dumpster fire. so like ba- like as in like I mean Twitter's like my worst political takes and everything like that. So I keep it separate like like Huge I don't fan. bring my politics to GE because not not everybody's there. but like if you want to get to know me, it's just like okay, I'm pretty hardcore right white right, right, right white right wing. You I'm, say I'm right just a constitutional right right wing. Um I, I but all I really am is a constitutional conservative that believes everybody should be free and 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 you know that stuff. I I just believe the constitution. That's it. Oh, so mean, it's not it's really weird. that bad. It's, it's, it's weird, not right? like Yeah. Yeah, it's not like Anyways, Yeah, it's not. It's not Mike <laughs> Williamson or John Ringo bad. Or
0: John-
1: Mike Couch. <laughs> Mike's I mean- we call him Mad Mike for a reason.
0: You just need a fought against you too, and then we'll be yeah in a month.
1: exactly, dude. Don I'm, I'm has so,
0: least.
1: Oh story.
3: man, I would kill for a fatwa. <laughs> <lot>. A fight, <laughs> they're not fun. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Why? Uh,
0: <laughs> so you can find us on our website at www. Oh, anchor.fm slash blasters and blades. We're on Twitter at sf. Sierra Foxtrot underscore Fantasy underscore Show. Our email is, oh my god! Yeah, our email is Blasters and Blades Podcast at the gmails. You can find us on Facebook at Blasters and Blades Podcast. Uh, if you want to support the show, there's the buymeacoffee.com dot backslash author J R Hanley in the comments. Put podcast. it cover the overhead. Coffee snob. Well, you know. I mean, I I did the Folgers dip for for a while, so well, I'm not that don't picky. We want them
1: buying us a coffee. We want bourbon.
0: Well, they didn't yes. have a buy me a bourbon website. No, no fix this they for us. Buy me a coffee and buy me a goddamn bourbon. Well, there you go. We've got a plan, and Nick <laughs> will be our designated driver, and then you and Nicole can do what my first sergeant did and drop me off at the wrong house.
3: I would never drop you off at the wrong house. I'd drop you off at the right house.
0: Well, that could go badly if depending on our definition of the right house. Nick, we appreciate you coming out and talking with us. We promise maybe ish the next time we interview you, we'll be sober. Maybe.
2: No. Hey, you know what? You know. What, I, you know what I you know what I'm gonna say to you guys? And it's gonna make you uncomfortable. But I love you, I love you, guys. I oh, love hell, you guys. I
0: love you.
3: I just love right you. I just said on Facebook. Oh, I'm telling you this is the my phone number. This is I'm, this be a is stalker. That.
2: I, you know what? I'm coming. I'm coming down to the Imperial Valley the next day. At the time I'm on my way to Tucson. Yes. And we're gonna, sh- we're gonna shoot shit.
1: Well, yeah, I'll we see you at Dragon Con. how about that?
2: That's all the way in Georgia.
1: Yeah. can tell,
0: tell Nicole she can feel safe they're, when I stalk the house. I'm two coming two for you, first. Nick. Okay. Yeah, tell Nicole she can rest easy. Me. <laughs> okay. So
2: Nicole
0: we're, can we're work my you. M1.
2: She's all right. Oh, oh. you have all done? right. You guys, thank you. <laughs> i got a, i got an m1 socom 16 oh my god i love you
0: all right well let's do the outro it's so right. you guys can like drool at each other later so thank you, you been for trying spending some of by your...
2: enough of
3: your precious time uh i'll hit you up privately <laughs> on facebook
0: <clears throat> bromance as I fanboy so <throat> all over you for doc <laughs> Uh, for Nick Garber and Doc Saska I'm J.R. Hanley and this was the Blasters and Blades podcast Drinking After Dark Uh, we'll be here next week at the same time where we'll indulge our love of nerd culture cheesy jokes and all things that go boom or bourbon and we're probably